What is going on, everybody? It is Zach, the Bandit Burke here with the Over 6 Sports Podcast. And with me, as always, the Turf King, Cam Charlton. What's going on, Cam? Oh, I'm feeling good. Coming off a pretty decent week, too. Slightly above 500, bringing that record back to where it should be and where it needs to be. So I'm excited for week three. Again, we have a couple big games to watch this weekend. Maybe the prime game so far of the season is going to come up. And it's just going to be another fantastic Sunday of football. How are you today, Burke? I am great. Um, I'm going to be able to watch football this weekend. Like, all the football this weekend. So I'm hyped about that. Um, And it's week three, which is funny because it's week three already, which is nuts. Um, The sad part about the NFL is that it flies by. Pretty soon it's going to be week 13, and we're going to be like, holy shit, where did the season go? Um, I'm ready to make some picks. It's going to be a tough week this week, no doubt about it. Um, But we are going to give it our best shot. I got one quick question for you, Burke. Yes. You said you're finally going to get to sit down and watch it Sunday. What's more stressful, checking the score, checking your sleeper app, checking your fantasy teams, or actually watching the games and stressing out? What is a worse sweat? Um, I feel like watching the apps is more stressful because they don't always update quickly, if that makes sense. So, like, if I'm watching it live and I have money on the game – I'm like, oh, okay, perfect. Like, you know, I, I, I can see my either I can see my doom coming or I can see how the play's progressing. I can get a feel for kind of where the momentum's at in the game, too. Like I think that's a big thing. So that helps you sweat less. The app, you don't know it all. Right? Like you can see that guys like they're like, oh, you're second and uh, t- second and ten. Now you're first and ten. Now you're second and five. Like you can see all that stuff. But you can't get a sense of like for the Titans game for last week, for example, where like you're in overtime and Derrick Henry's marching down the field and you just get this sense like this game's over. This guy's just going to march down the field and do whatever he wants. Right. So yeah, I don't know in person, but then at the same time, let me go back here at the same time watching a game like Russell Wilson, when they're playing well live or the Falcons, when they're playing well live, you just know it's coming. So then it's less stressful to check the app because you don't have to check it every second because you know what's going to happen. I don't know. I think watching it, live is better well either way you're always watching the apps too even if you're watching red zone or watching the dolphins game you always have the sleeper app the score app the whatever other app you have going at all times it's cool like, that's it's up. Just constant checking all like my parlays yeah you need like five screens at the same time it's impossible and it's just you hate it and love this sweat all at the same time. I think that's why my wife hates it so much is because it's not just about watching one game. It's like, I have to talk about all these other games that nobody care that she doesn't care about. Check the app, check all this stuff. I think that's what drives her nuts more than anything. Instead of just turning on the TV for three hours, watching my game and turning it off. It's also like a day long session, always on the phone, kicking and screaming about this, that, and the other thing carrying on. So anyway, um, are you ready to make some, NFL picks. I am ready. Let's do it. It is week three of the over six NFL picks. Picking every game against the spread. Cam, do you want to remind everybody, and just in case they didn't listen to us 
uh, let's do our first episode, a recap episode of last week. What our standings are at this point. Yeah, overall, you are sitting at 12, 18, and 2. One for one on your locks. I am 14, 16, and 2, but a sad 0 for 2 with my locks. Well, we're going to turn that around this week. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Cam, what is the first game that we have going on on Sunday? Again, a reminder, if you didn't listen to our recap podcast, we did pick the Thursday nighter on that podcast. Cam and I were both on the Panthers to cover minus eight versus the Texans. Yeah, so we'll move along into the 1 p.m. slate. We will start it off Baltimore at Detroit. Baltimore laying the eight and a half points here. What are you thinking? So my angle on this one is going to be, um, yeah, the the Lions were okay. So the Ravens' defense was not great, but they were. I mean, they got thirty five points put up on them, but it was by Patrick Mahomes. I'll give them that. And they had a ridiculous run by Kittle, and there's some other stuff there. I don't think the Lions have enough firepower here, and I do think that the Ravens, after a big dub like that, um, you are going – I mean, they are on the road. Um, you know, it is it is that uh, – you know, it is a, it's a tough road spot coming off of a huge win, so maybe you take the Lions here and, and think, okay, are the Lions going to maybe sneak a win out? Um, I don't know if the line's big enough for my liking, though or sorry, uh, small enough, I guess, for my liking. I think uh, – I just don't think the the Lions' D is going to do very well um, versus Lamar Jackson, frankly. I think they were okay versus Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't move a ton. Um, they struggled, obviously, holding Aaron Jones. And if they struggled holding Aaron Jones, then shifty Lamar Jackson is going to cause them a problem. So give me Ravens laying the points. Yeah, I think I got to go that way as well. You just look at it, their run defense hasn't been good. It wasn't good last year. It's probably not going to be great again this year. What do the Ravens do really well? They run the football really well. Tyson and Lamar could have a huge game here. So how much I don't like laying in and a half points, I don't trust Detroit at all, especially losing by eight in week one and then losing by a bunch last week. I like Baltimore here. Seems like an easy spot to take Baltimore. Well, and, and again, it's one of those ones where, like, if I was doing this on the money line or if I was doing this in a survivor pool, it's kind of one of those games that you should be able to easily take the Ravens here. But these are the kinds of, like, those trap games after coming off of a huge dub where you beat the Chiefs um, where and the Lions kind of had half of a good game and then got smucked where it's one of those stay-away money line games for me personally. But, um, again, we have to pick the spread. And I'm still going to bet on the spread. And if I have to pick the spread, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like this game at all, especially with that line. But we've made the decision. We're picking every game against the spread. So we got to do it here as well. Moving into the next game, we have Atlanta heading to the New York football Giants. The Giants are favored by two and a half here. For me, I don't like either team. They're not great teams, I don't think. No defense on either team. I mean, the Giants should have a good defense. Atlanta should have a good offense. Giants shouldn't have a great offense, but the Atlanta Falcons defense is horrible. So I'm going to make it really simple here. You take three and a half, you lie the two and a half. So I'm going to go with the football Giants just lying two and a half here. And I think they'll get it done. Daniel Jones has been pretty good through two weeks. So I don't like Atlanta. 
I don't like Atlanta either. But that being said, they did just put up 25 on the Super Bowl champs. They Matt Ryan gave up two bad picks to Edward. But that game was closer than it seemed. And I think that Pitts is going to have week three. Matt Ryan, I don't think, wants to get uh, embarrassed again. And um, I don't know. I as, as you said, like I, I think that there's definitely that case for two and a half. But I kind of like Falcons plus the points. Because here's the other thing, Cam, is I'm a sucker for picking terrible teams. And I always and I said I literally said you got to talk me out of this now because I literally said I I'm not gonna take the Falcons but I'm just talking myself into taking the Falcons in this spot I know they're on the road but I mean they can't they just put up a bunch of points against a defense that many consider to be a top ten defense in the league top five defense in the league no but again this just comes down to the fact Atlanta sucks I don't want to bet on them. Giants aren't that great. I don't want to bet on them. So what does it come down to? You got one home team. They're lying the two and a half. So that's under that three number. To me, this is three and a half. You take Atlanta all day long. At two and a half, you got to take those points and take the Giants. So that's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to be smart here and not trust these Falcons. But you never know. Again, this is probably the right line for this game. It makes you really question either way. But that's where I just got to do the smart play and take the two and a half. Okay, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go the opposite way, and I'm gonna take the Falcons plus the points. Um, I, I think that there is a, as I said, there's a game plan for them to win, and I think they can use this loss as versus the Bucks as some inspiration. And I don't think they're as bad as people are gonna say. Like they're gonna win some games here. Like they're not gonna go one and sixteen. Like, they're probably going to win five games this year. I think this is a good spot for them to get a bounce back win. Falcons plus the points. I might regret that next week, but at least I can now watch some Falcons with skin in the game so I can be once again disappointed. Yeah, I mean, you keep saying you don't want to bet the Falcons, and then you keep doing it every week. So It's a sickness, dude. It's a sickness. I can't stop. It's like As I said, it's like betting the Sabres. I can't stop. Moving along, we got New Orleans heading to New England. New England is favored by three and three points here. Where are you feel in this game? Mm. And again, this is the tale of two games, right? This is where week three is like once week three is up, then I'm like, all right, now I have a you know kind of a lean one way or the other. Um man, I don't know. Bill Belichick is gonna make life miserable for Jameis Winston, I feel. And the Patriots' defense is definitely better. They, as, as we've talked about before, they they got pieces back from last year who had opted out. Um, you know, they're coming off of coming off of a win versus the Jets, which was nice. Um, you know, Mac Jones again has looked good. I think he's going to continue to look good. Um, you said it was three and a half, New England. Three points. Three points, New England. I'll take New England laying the points. Um, I could absolutely see this being a push, though. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't, you can't really bet a push, but I, I would like to, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this pushed, but I, I don't see a case where um, Jameis Winston is going to have his way versus Bill Belichick's defense. I just don't personally see that happening. Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite way here. New Orleans showed that they can score in week one. They had a really weird letdown spot week two, 
So I feel like they're going to bounce back the other way here in week three. And you're going to find, like, Alvin Kamara needs to step up for this team. He needs to be more involved. I think they're going to have a better game plan to get him involved. And taking three points, I like taking that. Again, this could be a push. New England could win this by three. But New Orleans could win this by three. So I like taking that extra three points either way. And I just think it'll be a big bounce back spot. Yeah, Bill Belichick will have a game plan against Jameis. But Jameis has shown he can throw touchdowns. He's a talented arm. Yeah, he just makes big mistakes. So you might get one of those two touchdowns, two interception games from him. But again, I'm still not seeing a ton from Mac Jones. This front line for New Orleans should really stop the run pretty good. So no back they have is Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey was unbelievable last week. Harris, James White, those guys aren't doing that to this front line. So I literally like this defense against this New England team. So I'm going to take New Orleans here. You don't think that Bill is going to have a game plan for Kamara, though? Like, he's going to know that they're going to try to get Kamara more involved, no? Yeah, and he'll have a game plan, but I don't think Kamara's a guy who you can game plan against that easily like That's that. Fair. And I just think this defense is going to step up better against New England. Like, it's not that Sean Payton's a bad coach either. He's going to come up with a game plan as well. So I just think this is a big bounce box spot, and I really don't know if I trust this New England team yet. I like it. Moving along, we have Cincinnati heading to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is favored by three and a half here. And to me, this is just an overreaction kind of with everything. Again, this line's in a good spot. It's three and a half, so it's making you question it. But it's got to be Pittsburgh all day long. The only caveat here is if Watt and Bush are out again, then I'm really worried and I might lean the other way. But we saw Joe Burrow against a half-decent defense. He threw a bunch of picks. You do that against this Pittsburgh team, they're going to run the clock out. Deontay Johnson I'm a little worried about as well, but Juju and Claypool get it done. So to me, this line probably was way more in the offseason, and it probably should be closer to a touchdown. So three and a half points, I'm taking Pittsburgh all day long. Yeah, I like that angle. As I said, I, I, I'm I going to take Pittsburgh laying the points as well. Um, it's a you know, home, game for, home game for the Steelers. Um, Deontay Johnson from the sounds of it report came out that his knee injury was not season ending and, or, you know, a month to month or week to week injury as they, um, I mean, week to week is essentially day to day. It's kind of the same thing, but, uh, multi week to multi week, month to month, it's not going to be long term. Um, I don't know if he is going to play, but as you said, they have enough weapons to, to fill that gap if necessary. Um, and frankly, Steelers one and one. If they want to have any chance at the playoffs, and uh, and you were high on the Steelers making the playoffs here, uh, they they got to get it rolling. So um, yeah, I like Steelers laying the points. Yeah. So we move into another big one here. Indy heading to Tennessee. Tennessee is favored by five and a half. This line keeps changing. The quarterback thing is a big deal. Carson Wentz doesn't look like he's going to play. Both ankles are dead. So you're going to have Jacob Eason going in and. This game, this line set well. This his game is in Nashville, so five and a half point favorites are the Titans. Where do you see this going? Oh, man. It... Shout out to Carson Wentz, by the way, when he played. I actually think he looked pretty good last week um, before he got hurt, as far as Carson Wentz goes, by the way. Are we shocked, by the, before I answer this, that uh, he has an injury in week two? No. I'm just shocked it's actually both ankles, which I thought was pretty funny, and not just one. <laughs> the only guy who can hurt both ankles on the same play. Um, 
I mean, I got to take, again, I mean, it's kind of chalky, but I kind of got to take the Titans at home laying the points. I just, I don't see a scenario where a backup, I mean, again, the Titans aren't, yeah, the Titans defense is questionable, but that being said, I mean, the, the Rams put up a decent amount of points on the Colts and yeah, I mean, if Derrick Henry is going to have another game like he did last week, and then I don't, I I don't know, man. Like they beat the Seahawks, so can they beat the Colts by five? Yeah, they only they beat the Seahawks by three. They can beat the Colts by five and a half. That no doubt about it. Yeah, I don't like this game at all. But again, I'm just gonna go Jacob Eason. I don't think he's really an NFL on the road quarterback on the road. Yeah, on the road. I don't really see it. And again, this Tennessee team, this offense should be really, really good. They've been okay through two weeks. Derrick Henry was amazing last week. But what? Are the Colts going to start to stack the box like crazy and try and stop Henry? Julio Jones and Brown are going to have their days then. It's going to happen. If you're going to try and stop Derrick Henry, which is almost impossible to do, they have two really good receivers. So they're going to show up at some point. The further we get into the year, Tannehill is going to start to get some chemistry on how to utilize both of them. So I got to take these five and a half points too. I think Tennessee's going to lay them. And yeah, I just can't trust Indy, especially with a rookie quarter or Jacob Eason going into the road game. So Julio Jones, anytime touchdown. Yeah. I don't know if I trust Julio for an anytime touchdown yet, but it's probably still looking okay money. So you never know. Moving right along. Then we have the Washington football team heading to Buffalo. Buffalo favored by eight and a half points. That's got to be too much, yeah. right? Yeah. I just, this Washington team hasn't looked as good as I thought they'd be. And we just saw what Daniel Jones kind of did to them. And is Allen not going to do this as well? This is an, again, especially at eight and a half points. This is a perfect tease it down. Six point teaser. You get that down to the two and a half points over both the seven and the three point lines. Buffalo is going to win this game. But again, we just saw Daniel Jones run over this Washington team, pass over them. Allen's going to do that. But eight and a half's a lot for a really good defense, isn't it? It, it is, for sure. And I, I'm like, as we're talking, like, I thought I had a pick made, but I'm like, I, I don't even know, dude. Like, I'm looking at this, like, again, you got, you got Bills at home after a big win on the road. So I like that. And it was an easy game for the Bills, so they really didn't have to worry about too much. So they should be pretty pretty fresh. And the Bills' defense is not bad. I think the big thing with Washington is they don't have Fitzmagic, so that sucks for them. Um, I mean, Henneke's looked fine. But, yeah, ah, dude. I, just, I, I, don't... I just got to go. Non-conference road game for Washington. The Bills' passing offense looks good. That's where they struggle Washington. They're not great secondary. Bills don't run the ball, so that's not going to matter. So I'm going to go, although I don't like eight and a half points, the Bills are going to cover this. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm i going to take the football team to cover, plus the points. Um, because I think they will make adjustments. I think they'll look at the game tape from last week versus, uh, versus Danny Dimes, and they're going to say, okay, we know Josh Allen's better. And we're gonna do we're, we're gonna make some of those adjustments to make sure that that doesn't happen again. If you want to beat us on the ground, that's fine. But we're gonna try to lock it down uh, in the air. And again, the numbers are a lot 
I know they're on the road. I know they're in Buffalo. Buffalo should take this. I just have this weird gut feel that this game's going to probably be close. And if I took the Bills as well, we're going to be talking next week being like, oh, my God, we got screwed again. They lost by seven points. It was eight and a half. Like, this is brutal. Um, I think the teaser, as you said, for the Bills is probably the play. Take the two and a half. I like that. Throw that into a parlay. That should be a lock. But give me the football team. I like to live on the. I like to live on the edge. I need to make up some ground here. Yeah, I mean eight and a half points for a good defense. I don't mind that at all. Moving into the next game, we have the L.A. Chargers heading to KC. KC laying six and a half here. I mean, I'll take this away. KC is coming off a heartbreaking loss. I don't like six and a half, but it's still under a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid after a loss. They're going to cover this. Chargers lost to Dallas. I don't think maybe they're as good a team as we were hoping they are. This is a big divisional game too. So to me, the Chiefs are going to take this one, and I think it's going to be by more than a touchdown. So I'm going to go Chiefs all day here. I'm not I'm not even going to overthink it. Chiefs minus six and a half. Um, again, got screwed on the Chiefs bet with the, with the Ravens in a sense where they had it and blew it. Um, like – they were they were going to win that game not by three not by three which they needed to to cover for me but they were going to win and yeah they're going to be pissed and uh frankly if the cowboys can put up 20 the chiefs can put up 35 no problem and if they're putting up 35 that means that uh, the chargers have to put up uh 29 or 30 no, i don't see that happening chiefs laying the points Yep, moving right along then. We have Arizona heading to Jacksonville. Lines at seven and a half. Stop it. Arizona's laying the seven and a half. Stop right now. That's not enough. That's not enough. Arizona could arguably be 0-2 right now, and they're 2-0. The line should be 10. Jacksonville is horrible. They suck. I mean, the Cardinals D's not good, dude, but like... (laughs) Okay. The offensive line for Jacksonville is terrible. <coughs> what does the Cardinals defense do well? They rush the passer. Chandler Jones could have five sacks here again. Isaiah Simmons has looked really good in a linebacker role. And Jacksonville hasn't looked promising at all. Tyler Ch- Murray's going to throw all over this defense. This, yeah, seven and a half, although it's that scary number again that's over a touchdown. It's not that scary of a number here. Arizona's taking this by seven and a half. No problem. Yep. I agree. They are going to, uh, they're going to cover, lay the points with the Cardinals. And not only that, could Chandler Jones get two double digit touchdowns or touchdowns sacks in week three? Yeah. I'm not going to take that, but it's a possibility. He could run over this offensive line and he could be up there again. And it's crazy to think that he could really. Take if the, he has like 10, sack, 10 sacks for three weeks, you're like, holy shit, does this Chandler Jones seriously have a chance at defensive player of the year? Man, honestly, though. But yeah, no, that, yeah. But like, what are the books? Okay, camp. So what do the books know that we don't then here? Like, why would they put it at seven and a half? Like, what's the angle for it being just over a touchdown? Arizona hasn't been as good as their record has been. They've let mediocre teams kind of hang around, so... I, I don't really know. I mean, maybe by week three, you think Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence are going to figure it out a bit. 
and that's why it's over the touchdown. If it was under the touchdown, it would be a big joke, but it's still over that touchdown. So I kind of see what's going on here. And again, this just seems like this is Arizona from last year. They started off super red hot, and then they had a couple really disappointing weeks and a couple surprise wins. Last week looked like the Hale Murray from last year when they beat Buffalo, although they have no reason to. Last week they didn't deserve to beat Minnesota, so I think we're just judging it off that. They're winning games, but not really decisively. So seven and a half points for a team who doesn't win decisively, that's a lot. Yeah, I guess so. I But again, that you're then assuming that so again, the Cardinals put up 36 on the Vikes and they're not going to put up 36 on the Jags. Like that's what I'm just saying. So then okay, so they have to the Jags have to get 28 points. The Jags. Trevor Lawrence has to get four touchdown passes cuz they're not going to run it. Ah, it's just nuts. There's no chance. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't say that. There is a chance, but it's unlikely. Moving along, we have Chicago heading to Cleveland. Cleveland laying 7 points here. I don't, I don't like the, I don't like laying seven. Like, no, I'm, I like Cleveland to win this game. Yeah. But I actually have liked the Bears defense a little bit. They've showed some signs. Justin Fields does make me a little nervous if he plays this week. But again, we've talked about it all year and kind of talked about it. Cleveland's not a team who blows people out. They'll win these tight games because their running game's unbelievable. But if this was under a touchdown, I'd probably lean Cleveland way, but being a touchdown, I, I'd way rather take the uh, Chicago side on this plus seven for me. Yeah, I seven points. Can the Browns get? Can they win by a touchdown? Give me the Browns laying the points, and I will tell you why. Because I think that it's a likelihood that it could be a push. I could see them absolutely winning by seven. I just don't want to get caught in this situation where I look at last week's game and the Browns had some, sorry, the Bears had the, had some success and the Texans were close and this, that, and the other thing. I think the Browns make some adjustments defensively and goes back to that week one thing where we said, okay, are, are the Bears going to score any points? And I like if Justin Fields is starting and who knows if he is or not, but if he is and the Browns line can make his life miserable, force him to uh, to make a couple INTs early. The Brown get the Browns get the ball, uh, the ground game going early as well as they always do. Um, if they get it to ten points, I could see them carrying that the whole game. Um, so yeah, give me the Browns laying the points. Why not? Yeah, I definitely could see it both ways. I think again, like you look at all these lines, and to me, there's a lot of easy wins. But we say that every week, so who really knows? A lot of teasers legs that I see quite easy to go but moving along into the 4 p.m. slate we have the Jets heading to the mile high city Denver Denver 10 and a half point favorites that's a I lot like this one yeah, <laughs> that's 10 and a half a is a lot for a Teddy Bridgewater team but you have Zach Zach Wilson heading to elevation for the first time ever against Vic Fangio's defense who's looked unbelievable Teddy's looked good. Noah Fans looked good. The running games looked good. Ten and a half's a lot of points, though. Ten and a half's a lot. Um, but they put up six versus the Patriots at home. So six versus the Patriots at home, and they lost by 19? 
to Mac Jones? Dude. I mean, you got to take the Broncos laying the points, I I feel. Especially, as you said, with elevation, the Broncos' defense, frankly, is better than it's better than the than the Pats. And, yeah, I, I hate that it's that many points. But it makes sense to me that it's that many points because legitimately it could be a 14-0 game. It could be a 14-3 game. Or it's probably going to be more yeah. than that, but but still, like I, I yeah, I I mean, to other, me, I hate the, I hate this number. But if I come here next week and Denver blows out Zach Wilson at elevation against this defense for the first time, I'll be like, that was stupid. Yeah. So to me, I gotta, t- I gotta take Denver covering these ten and a half because if not, I'll be regretting it. And if the Jets somehow cover or could stay within 10 and a half points i'll be like okay they played well zach wilson stepped up he showed why he was a high draft pick and this jets defense showed some promise i got a lot easier way of explaining that to myself than if i do it the other way and be like no that was a stupid spot why did i take the jets no i i totally i yeah and then that's i I totally agree with that angle because yeah if if the broncos even if they win by 10 you're like ah okay bounce here bounce there um like it is what it is but you got to go with the most logical thing. Like in gambling, one of the things is, especially in football, right? The beauty of it is that you can look at these angles, right? When you're looking at like baseball gambling, sure, there's some angles you can look at, but there's four game series, there's this, there's that, there's pitchers, there's all this different kind of stuff. But a lot of it's kind of random. Teams are going to win, good teams are going to win 96, 98 games a year in, in the MLB. Um, football is a little bit more strategic when it comes to this kind of stuff, and there's a little bit more to look into. So. I like Broncos. Let's do it. Yeah, moving along to the next game, we have Seattle heading to Minnesota. Seattle two point favorites here. Oh, this I is gross. This, this is gross, eh? The two teams that we is is this game gonna you're gonna have a lock in this game? No, I mean I want to <laughs> so badly because again I look at this line and it seems so off. Like I'm taking Seattle minus two all day long here. Because Seattle should be a really good team, and Minnesota I don't think is. But both these teams suck to bet on. So I'm taking Seattle here all day long, but I, I don't think I could do it enough to make it my lock. This is like one of those games that you just close your eyes and pray, honestly. Because these are both teams who have laid eggs in for week one and week two. Well, obviously not week one for Seattle, but week two for Seattle – and one week two for the Vikings and week one for the Vikings. So let's look at it from this perspective, Cam. Let's go with the team that fucked it up the least. The Seahawks have only fucked up one game. The Vikings have fucked up two. Seahawks laying the points. Let's go. Yeah, and that's pretty much all I want to touch on either of those teams today. Moving into the next game, we have basically, it sucks that it's a four o'clock game because this is the highlight of the weekend. We have the defending Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay, heading to the L.A. Rams. Tampa, it originally was a pick Now it's Tampa favored by a point and a half, which is realistically still a pick And this is just going to be an unbelievable football game. I think there's no other game that stands out. I mean, i got to be flipping back between the Miami game and this at 4 o'clock. This is going to be unbelievable. What are you thinking this game's going to be like, Burke? Well... Man, I, I I just look at it and say, okay, the Colts put up a lot of points on the Rams last week. And the Bucs looked really, really good. 
Gronk looks really good. Brady looks like he's 25 years old in his prime. Um, I like the line because, well, for a couple of reasons. The first one being that you have the Rams at home. Okay. So you get some home field advantage. I like that. Um, so that'll, that'll, that should keep it close. And then, you know, you've, you've got, uh, obviously Aaron Donald's every week's going to be a nightmare to deal with. But on the other side of this coin is you've got a guy who doesn't matter. He's seen everybody in this game in Tom Brady. He's, he's seen every single, you know, hall of famer that's played over the last 20 years. So there's nothing that you're going to throw at this guy. That's going to scare him. Um, yeah, I like it, man. I think the Bucks could easily win by three points. I think it it probably is going to be a close game. But can you see the Rams blowing out the Bucks? Because I can't. No, I don't see this being a blowout either way. I think both defenses are too good. Both offenses are too good, and I just I I think this is just going to be a super exciting game. When it comes down to it, I think in three weeks from now, four weeks from now, we could be looking at it if they were playing then the Rams at two and a half, three point favorites. So to me, I just look at that. I think the Rams have way more upside. Yeah, they Tampa Bay's the defending champs, and they've looked really good at times. But we watched in week one against Dallas. This defense can be had. You don't think Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods are going to find holes in this defense? They are. So to me, it's a pick em. And to me, I think the Rams are the better team. I'm way more excited to watch them this year, so I'm going to take the Rams here. All right, I'm going opposite. I'll take the Bucks. I'll ride with the Super Bowl champs and Tom Brady because every time I bet against TB12, it always ends poorly. I am going to sit the Rams defense, though, in fantasy this week. No doubt about it. I'm not touching it. Like, no thank you. Tom Brady just doesn't throw enough picks. That's the big thing. They don't throw enough picks. They're not going to give the ball up on fumbles. Like, there's just no positive scenario to hold the Rams defense for this week. Yeah, I mean, I just, I still think they'll find ways of keeping it closer than you think. But, I mean, you look at it, and Tom Brady has thrown two picks this season, both in the first game. He was five touchdowns, zero interceptions last game. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> slide that into the are run. We gonna fi- <laughs> yeah, are we going to find maybe a mistake or two here? Yeah, who knows? But it's just going to be an exciting game. Moving along to the last four o'clock game, we have Miami. Heading to Vegas. Vegas, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, two is going to play, right? Day-to-day, no official word. Uh, okay, well, I will take Vegas laying the points because if Brissett's playing, there's no chance they're covering. Um, I mean, I definitely think you're going to get a better effort this week, no doubt about it. And is it a hedge of happiness? Maybe a little bit. But at the same time, like, I did pick Dolphins week one. I did not pick Dolphins last week. And I'm not going to pick Dolphins this week. I just the, – the Raiders have looked good. They're 2-0. and And, geez, dude, like, Josh Allen had a time last game. And I think that Derek Carr and Waller, they're, they're not – like, man, it's just it's just going to be an ugly one. Um, I, I just – and Will Fuller is not playing again this week. So I just don't see a lot of positives for, for Miami um, on the road. I mean, they'll probably partied up in Vegas the night before. I probably would too. So I don't think three and a half is maybe enough for Vegas, but I'll, I'll take Vegas laying the points. Yeah, to me, this is just a bounce back spot. I think we got to look at it that way for Miami. And you just look, 
and the Raiders are going to have to have a letdown spot at some point. So I'm just going to go back to common betting knowledge here. You lay the two and a half, you take the three and a half. So although I don't feel great about it, especially if Brissett's starting, I don't really like touching Miami games overall because I don't like getting into that whole hedge of happiness or being upset both ways. But I'll treat this as if I don't really know either team, so I'm going to take the three and a half points with Miami, and hopefully they keep it close. And I'm going to take Waller. Uh, two plus touchdowns prop. I don't know what the line is on that, but it's probably like plus two sixty or something like that, somewhere in that range. Um, I don't know if Miami's defense has an answer for that. I really don't. The last, I, th- go ahead. I do just want to say officially, Will Fuller will be making his Miami debut in Week Three. Ooh, is two back? Should I change my mind? Now I'm second guessing. Oh, Will Fuller back. Uh, Tua. Nah, I'm gonna. Tua still day to day with bruised ribs, so no official. Bruised ribs. He's gonna play. Uh, no, still. I'll. You know what? I'll I'll still give me the Raiders. Still give me the Raiders. If if what's his face on on first take thinks Derek Carr is the best quarterback in the NFL right now, he probably knows a little more than I do. I'll again. I really hope I'm wrong because I'd love to see a Miami bounce back. But I just think that you gotta you gotta figure out your offensive scheme and what you're actually gonna do here. Bring in the new guy, get a get his feet wet. Hopefully, he has a big game, and uh, and I guess we'll see. Yeah. So we'll move into the Sunday night football game. We have Green Bay heading to San Fran. San Fran is three and a half point favorites over the Packers. That seems to be the wrong way. No. Yeah, I really don't understand this at all, to be honest. I mean, San Fran, I guess, has looked good. Are they, is the angle here that, that that Jimmy Garoppolo is just going to do exactly what uh, what Jared Goff did last night? Is that is that is that the angle? Yeah, I just think the San Fran D is going to be really good, holding it against this Green Bay team that hasn't looked really good in two days. Well, I don't know, man. I just it's yeah. Give me, give me, give me Packers plus the points. It was would you say three and a half? Yep. Okay. So again, going with your common betting knowledge, three and a half. Take the points. So especially Green Bay coming off a big win. Green Bay take the points. Three and a half on the road. I uh, I still think they're going to be a good team. I still think Green Bay is going to somehow sneak out nine ten wins this year. And I was low on the 49ers to start, so I got to carry off that. Uh, I got I got to carry that uh, that momentum forward. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with that as well. Just uh, taking the three and a half points with Green Bay. Again, we just gotta look past Week One with Green Bay. It's gonna be an anomaly at the end of the year. It was just kind of it was there and it was a game. Green Bay looked like they should have against Detroit. I know at times Detroit held in in the first half, but to be honest, that game was really never out of control for Green Bay. So, to me, we just go into this week. Green Bay is a good team. I think San Fran is a good team, too. They're in a good division, but Green Bay could be a good team. So, three and a half points. I got to take those. And we got one more. The Monday Nighter. I don't even want to talk about The game, game of have- the week. America's team. The Dallas Cowboys. Versus the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. The barn burner. The AFC least. 
The NFC least. NFC least. Sorry, misspoke. NFC least. So we have Philly heading to Dallas. Dallas is four-point favorites here. Gross. I don't like this game. You said that a lot, eh? Yeah, I don't like. Well, I don't like either of these teams either. You just don't like this week. I don't like this week either, though. Can't blame you. Why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we bet on this stupid sport and league? Because <laughs> we love it. Because we love it. We love talking about it. And then we isn't, sweat isn't it. Isn't that the exact same thing as golf? You sit there and you're like, oh, I hate this stupid sport forever. But then you hit a big parlay or you hit a really good shot. And you're like, oh, that's why I do it. Yes. Just for that one, for that one in a million time that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm actually decent at this. That's why you keep doing it, but most of the time I feel like we're frustrated. Well, and as I said, like, I mean, there's well, we were talking to a guy yesterday, and he was just saying, like, his buddy texted him, why do I spend money on this stupid-ass league or the stupid-ass sport, a.k.a. NFL? Like, it's just – but but the reason that we do is that this is the easiest one to make money on. In general, this week is a tough one, though. Again, from a survivor pool perspective, I don't know who I'm going to take this week, but – Eagles, Cowboys, um, man, I, I got to get on this this Dak train here, man. He's looked good. Dak's looked good. Zeke got a touchdown last week. The boys at home on Monday Night Football, they're going to keep it rolling. And I said the Eagles are going to be 5-12 and 12 in, our, uh, in our predictions kind of to start the – to start the year and uh, I don't think they're picking one up on the, on their division rival here. Give me the boys minus four. Yeah. I don't really like either of his teams as I've said multiple times, but just go back to my preseason rankings and Dallas is the better team. Their offense has looked really good and I don't think Philly was as good as they looked in week one. So Dallas is going to win by more than four points. No doubt in my mind. And, uh, Two and one, the Cowboys. I'm just waiting for Dak to get hurt. I don't. And by the way, just so you know, Monday night as well, Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens, 7 p.m. preseason. Hey, oh. Probably won't watch that, though, no. to be honest. No. I could care less about preseason <laughs> hockey. We'll see guys who are like in group three, which is like ECHL, AHL players, and it, it doesn't matter one bit. All right. So. Burke, is it my turn to go lock first then? Yes. This week? You are the first lock of the week here, buddy. Oh, this is a tough week. I do not like it one bit. Anything. Uh, I, I want to go with strong divisions against weak divisions. I want to try and do a bunch of things. I I don't know. This is, this is hard. But uh, end of the day, I think I'm going to have to go. Let's go Pittsburgh over Cincy. I'm good. I've thought about going a bunch of other ones, but Pittsburgh's D is better than since he is. Joe Burrow made too many mistakes. Can't do that against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh will find a way to pull this one out. Three and a half points isn't enough in that one, and I still think Pittsburgh's good. Lock it up, baby. I've bounced back and forth here um, because there's some big line ones, and I'm like, eh, I don't know if they're going to get there. And then I'm like, no, nah, they kind of got to get there. Um I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals minus, what was the line again? Seven? Or was it eight? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Give me the Arizona Cardinals over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I'm going to pick on the Jags uh, this week again for me. Um, the other one I liked is, again, the Chiefs over the, the, the Chargers. I think that's a decent one. 
Um, I think that's probable. But I, I cannot I, – I just think that the Cardinals are too good. Their offense is too good, and the Jaguars are too bad. And as I said, I was shocked at how that line was not 10. So I'm going to take uh, what I think is a poor line. I also said that about the Vikings in week one, uh, and that did not play out well for me. Um, it's a lot of points, but I think that the Cardinals will have success in Jacksonville and just mess up Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray for life. Yeah, I, uh, I I do like that. Again, I just hate going with that big of a line, although it shouldn't matter. Like Arizona is the much better team. And uh, the other thing I do like, I do like if I'm going to pick somebody as a dog or a plus money line. I like New Orleans still beating New England on the money line. That sounds like a fun one to me. And the other big one, like there's just so many games that you could tease this week. So definitely keep that in mind. Yeah, and I think the, as I said, the one dog that I like is the Atlanta Falcons versus the New York Giants. That is uh, that is one that I, I think, especially if the Giants get up early. So if the Giants go by a touchdown early, if you can live bet the Falcons, um, if you can get like a juicy plus 220 or something ridiculous, like if you can get that, snag it up. Um, I think they're going to get a dub sooner than later, and we will see if this is the weekend that the birds can do it. I hope for the sake of all Falcons fans listening that they can. And if the Falcons go up early, you know you have to hammer the Giants. Oh, that's an automatic, by the way. Anytime the Falcons go up by 14 or more, you hammer the other team. If I would have done that last year, I would have probably made like, thousands like no lie if i would have put like 50 on a plus 650 when they were up like 21 points on the browns yeah easy money but anyway all right i like it i also was thinking about locking up the thursday night game and doing the panthers over the texans but i'll stick to the sunday slate i like it let's see if we can uh, pick up where we left off how many do we have different this week it's only like three or four eh Pretty chalky. Yeah, I think it's similar similar to last week is we have a handful different, and I hit on most of those, and you didn't. So let's see what happens this week again. And we did you you struggled through last week, but that's why we still have 15 weeks left. We got lots of time to make up for it. So let's uh, have a good week betting, and good luck to everybody else, and good luck to you, Burke. Thank you. Good luck to you as well. Fins up. Um, we're going to throw out some props this week, I think, that we like. on uh, late, A little later in the week, probably Sunday morning, uh, throw some props on Over 6 Sports uh, Twitter account, which you can follow at Over 6 Sports on Twitter. Um, yeah, you can follow myself on Twitter at Over 6 You can follow Cam on Twitter at Turf. And I just want to say, even though I picked them to not cover, Fins up baby and for the over six sports podcast i am zach the bandit burke and as always it's the just cameron charlton still the turf king cameron charlton thanks for listening to over six sports and we'll touch base with you next week